fellow people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners, welcome to the August 3rd Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior with me, Movie Guru. Happy Heavenly Birthday to the late crooner, Tony Bennett, who would have been 97 years old today. Bennett's birthday pals include Alan LeBeau of Fort Collins, Colorado, Aaron Bressler, football player Tom Brady, Tell star Cozy Zuzeldorf, Lily Morin, entrepreneur Martha Stewart, actress Evangeline Lilly, and Michael Ely. What? The Princess Diaries is 22 together today? To quote Mia Thermopolis from, and Queen Clarice Rinaldi from the first film, shut up! I beg your pardon? Other August 3rd debuts include DuckTales, the movie Treasure the Last Lamp, 2018 films Christopher Robbins, The Spy Who Dumped Me and the Darkest Minds, and 2007's The Bourne Ultimatum, Ultimatum, Hot Rod, and Bratz the Movie, which nobody speaks of for good reason. Fellow, w, fellow Cape Cod DJ Lori, Lori Lawson, along with Barbie director Greta Gerwig, who turns 40, Gina Spone, Duchess of Sussex Meghan Markle, Dylan and Cole Sprouse, actor Daniel Day King, former President Barack Obama, Billy Bob Thornton, and the late Louis Armstrong blow up birthday candles tomorrow, August 4th. That day is the debut anniversary for 2000 Coyote Ugly, 1995 Babe, 2006's Talladega Nights and Barnyard. It's also the 19th founding of Howard Services, whose founders John and Sasha had their wedding anniversary last Wednesday, on Wednesday, but I forgot to mention last week. Stacey Dwyer, the late astronaut Neil Armstrong, and director James Gunn were born August 5th which happens to be the release date for 1994's The Little Rascals, 1983's Risky Business, the 2003 drama show The O.C., 1998's Halloween H2O, 20 years later, 2011's The Change Up and the Rise of the Planets of the Apes. Happy early first birthday to Jean Margaret Wiebe's daughter Wednesday, whose birthday is August 6th. It's just five days before her brother Wes turns three years old on August 11th. Happy early birthday, you two. Your presents might be a little bit late. Jigsaw himself, a.k.a. after Tobin Bell, Charlize Theron, and Aaron Abramowitz celebrate birthdays August 7th. The debut date for 2009's Julie and Julia, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, 2013's Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, and 1992's Unforgiven and Three Ninjas, along with 2015's Ricky and the Flash. Cape Cod Can director Melissa Kenny's birthday is August 9th. She shares her birthday with the late legendary R&B singer Whitney Houston, who, believe it or not, will turn a heavenly 60 years old. TV actor Dan Levy, actor Sam Elliott, TV show host Coda Khatib, Justice Smith, and Anna Kendrick, and Bill Sarsgaard. It's the debut date for the Outlander 
TV show, 2019's The Peanut Butter Falcon, Blinded by the Light, The Art of Lit Racing in the Rain, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Dora and the Last City of Gold, 1966's Jack, and a 1985 comedy I'll be getting to later on in the show. The Barbieheimer boom is still going strong, with no plans of slowing down. The powerful force of Greta Gertwig's pink-colored fantasy comedy Barbie and, Oppen- and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer continued to dominate in week two, giving a much-needed jolt to the box office as the double Hollywood strikes loom over the industry. To no one's real surprise, Barbie kept her pink crown adding a massive $93 million, the seventh biggest week, second weekend in history. Only films that enjoyed bigger sophomore week tallies are Billion Dollar Giants, The For- Star Wars, The Force Awakens, $149 million Wet Lightsabers, Jurassic World, $106 million Dino Eggs, Avengers Endgame, $147 million Infinity Stones, Infinity War, 114 million finger snaps. The Avengers, 103 million dollars. And Black Panther, 111 million dollars. With, with 381.7 million in just 12 days, Greta Gerwig's blockbuster surpassed Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse yesterday to become the biggest summer earner domestically. The Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling film has also bypassed the $80 million marker, worldwide marker. She will soon pass 2017's Wonder Woman's 821 total and then pass Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3's 837 million total in her pink convertible to become this summer's biggest global earner and the year's second biggest film behind, of course, the Super Mario Brothers with 1.35 billion high score. She's this close to earning the 2023 billion dollar club status. It marks the first time that Warner Brothers has ruled the summer, domestically at least, since 2017's Wonder Woman. But if you de- depend, but if you count Tenet and its uh, fifty-eight million domestic total as a summer film, then WB also ruled "quote unquote" summer twenty twenty, or what passed for it at that year's movie-going summer by utter default. Christopher Nolan's runner-up, The Dark Historical Drama Oppenheimer, also had a fabulous sophomore week, taking in a mighty $46.6 million over the weekend. According to Universal, it became the first R-rated film to make over $10 million for uh, seven days straight in a row on Friday, which extended to 10 10 days over to which extended to 10 days over the weekend the drama has made 174 million dollars here in the states and 400 million dollars worldwide it's already performed 
the lifetime, the total grosses of two previous Nolan films. Batman Begins at $373 million and Tenet at $365 million. Two new films, the remake of Haunted Mansion and A24's Thriller Talk to Me attempted to sway audiences from Bottenheimer's to varied results. Of course, no one foresaw the enormous dominant punch of the two blockbusters when the dates were set, so that, uh, yeah. Haunted Mansion debuted in third place with just 24.6 million souls here in the States and a mere 9.1 million souls overseas. This brings its total to just 33 million souls collected worldwide. It's not a great result for a kid-centric temple, and it probably didn't help the Hollywood-centric film that it opened, opening in July. But do remember, this isn't the first time Disney released a Halloween-esque film in July that failed to scare up results. Hocus Pocus July 1993. Sorry, something in my throat. Disney spent $100 million to, $150 million to produce it, so it has a very high bar to reach profitability in its theatrical run. The low-budget six-placer Talk to Me went beyond expectations and scared up a healthy $10 million from 2,340 theaters stateside. It's the second biggest wide release start forever for A24 after Hereditary's $13.6 million. According to IMDb and to Ryan Gosling, he accepted the Ken part after seeing his daughter's Ken doll lying face down in the mud next to a squished lemon. He took a pick of the doll and lemon and sent it to Greta Gerwig, stating, I shall be your Ken. His story must be told. What's interesting that the Ken's clotting around on invisible horses to the accompaniment of coconut-like clip-clop sounds is a tribute to a running gag in 1975's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Alas, the weekend was full of uh, not-so-good news. July 28th, Sony Pictures became the first major studio to shuffle things around in the wake of the SAG Afterstrike, with quite the bombshell of release changes. The biggest news was that they yanked the final Spider-Verse film, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, off of March 29, 2024. The film had been expected to be delayed, to get a story perfected. Remember, this June Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was supposed to come out last October, but then it was delayed for eight months. But the strike uh, complicated things. And due to the right to the strike, actors can't do voice work. If that wasn't bad enough for Spidey fans, the Spidey spinoff Craven the Hunter with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Honor Ariana DeBose won't be coming out October 6th, but 
almost a year later on August 30th, 2024. Dakota Johnson's Madam Webb will web sling her way to theaters two days earlier on Valentine's Day 2024 instead of February 16th. Rejoice, Phantom fans! The Spider-Man anti-hero symbiote, alien symbiote, and his host, Eddie Brock, have a date for their third and final film. Phantom 3 opens on July 12, 2024, despite the production shutting down in Spain earlier in July. Cue the Bad Boys song. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's Untitled Bad Boys 4 has a date. It opens up on Father's Day weekend on June 24th. Um, my mistake, on June 14th, 2024. To no one's shock, the Untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel won't be haunting theaters December 20th. It's taking over the March 29th, 2024 spot vacated by Beyond the Spider-Verse. Sorry, Karate Kid fans. The new Karate Kid won't be karate chopping its way to theaters just yet. That meddlesome strike has stalled production, so Sony moved it from June 7, 2024 to December 13, 2024. Gran Turismo was supposed to open up next week on August 11th, but got skidded off that spot to August 25th. It will do previews in the two weeks before the new date. Speaking of car films being driven off the original date, earlier this week it was announced that Ethan Cohen's solo directorial debut, Driveaway Dolls, have been, has been stalled. Instead of driving to theaters September 22nd, it will now open up on February 23rd 2024. Monday, two harsh losses shocked Hollywood. The world is still mourning 70-year-old Paul Rubin's shocking death from a private battle of cancer. He fought, he fought secretly for years. Rubens was known as the creator and joyful star of the groundbreaking 1980s Pee Wee Her- Pee-wee's Playhouse, Pee-wee Herman. His famous character first got people's attention with the 1980s sold-out L.A. stage production of the Pee-wee Herman show. Rubens brought the character to life on the big screen with the 1985 comedy adventure, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which I will get to later on in his honor, and its subsequent sequels. Yes, he had some major issues, but his legacy as Pee-wee Herman will overshadow that. Besides Pee-wee Herman, Rubens was cast in a variety of films and a variety of roles. And this includes Locke from Pern's The Nightmare Before Christmas, a villainous vampire henchman from the Vampy the Vampire Slayer movie, The Penguin's Father from Batman Returns, Matilda, The Spleen from Mystery Men, and many others. His TV roles include Rugrats, What We Do in the Shadows, Pushing Daisies, The Blacklist, Gotham as a different version of The Penguin's Father, Reno 911, and 30 Rock. 
His final role was in the 2016 Netflix film, Pee-wee's Big Holiday. He'd completed a first draft of his memoir right before passing. Monday's other shocking death came from 25-year-old rising actor Angus Cloud. Cloud was best known for playing drug dealer Fesco Fez O'Neill on HBO's Euphoria, his first acting role. Sadly, he had just buried his father, who was his best friend last week. He completed a role in an upcoming horror film from Scream directors, from Scream 6 directors Matt Bettinelli Open and Tiger, Tyler Gillette alongside Melissa Barrera before passing. So sad. And the HollywoodReporter.com announced July 31st the sun is setting on Netflix's Disenchantment. Boo. The Screaming Giant on Tuesday announced that the animated comedy from Simpsons creator Matt Groening has been renewed for its fifth and final season, which will debut September 1st. The series originally landed on Netflix with a 20-episode order before being renewed in 2018 for a second batch of 20 installments. Rather than calling each one of 10 episodes a season, Netflix has split the orders and billed each batch as a part, a tactic many networks and streamers employ in a bid to avoid standard pay raise for creatives and stars. The fifth part will conclude with another 10 episodes. Produced in-house by Netflix, Disenchantment marks Groening's first animated series since The Simpsons and Futurama, the latter of which returned this month with a 20-episode order on Hulu. The revival marks the third home for the series, which originally aired on Fox before moving to Comedy Central. The Simpsons, meanwhile, has already been renewed through its 36th at Fox. In better news, after a 6,992 engagement, or 19-year engagement, Best Actress winner Michelle Yeoh and former Ferrari CEO John Toad finally got married in Geneva on July 27th. Pregnant tennis champ Serena Williams just had her gender reveal for her second child. She and hubby Alexis O'Hanagan are having another girl. Exciting news, DC fans. IGN.com announced yesterday Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot has claimed a third film is on the way from under James Gunn and Peter Safran's new DCU leadership. Speaking to comicbook.com before the SAG after strike began, Gadot said she was told by DC Studios co-CEOs Gunn and Safran that the three would make a new Wonder Woman film together. I love portraying Wonder Woman, Gadot said. It's so close to and dear to my heart. From what I heard from James and Peter is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 together. This comes as by no official announcement, though, and Gunn and Safran have already revealed a full slate of films and TV shows that could take the DCU towards 2030 at least. Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, kicks off in 2025 with Superman Legacy. And while it includes a show called Paradise Lost, based on Wonder Woman's birthplace, has no mention of a full third film in Godot's franchise. 
It's even unclear whether or not Godot's version of Wonder Woman will exist in the new DCU. Speaking of future sequels, Rejoice Horror fans, yesterday on what would have been original screen director Wes Craven's 84th birthday, it was announced Ghostface is returning. A seventh installment of Scream is in the works. No real surprise, given how successful March of Scream 6 was. There's a twist, though. Radio Silence, a.k.a. Matt Bettinelli, Oakland, and Tyler Gillett, who played Scream 6 and 2022 Scream, won't be the directors. That role now falls upon filmmaker Christopher Landon, who has plenty of horror film experience, as he previously directed 2014's Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, 20's, 20's Freaky, and 2017's Happy Death Day. On the subject of horror, EmpireOnline.com declared yesterday, it's only somehow fitting that even given he died in 2017, George A. Romero's Zombie Task, a dead film series, can continue. Twilight of the Dead, a treatment he wrote before his death, has been in development and is now targeting a late 2022 shoot date. Joe Nettler, Robert Lucas, and Paolo Zolotti, who worked on the treatment with Romero, have since turned it into a script, which Suzanne Romero, George's widow, has teamed up with Roundtable Entertainment to produce. Set on a tropical island, Deadline is told that Twilight will delve into the dark nature of humanity from the perspectives of the last humans on Earth who are caught between the factions of the undead. In true Romero style, it's being framed by the producer as a thought-provoking socio-political commentary wrapped in a genre piece. The estate is talking to a director about filming in Puerto Rico later this year, and had been in talks with the cast before the sag after strike. TheVerge.com claimed August 1st, the next Super Bowl is going to be a sticky one. CBS Sports announced that it is connecting with Nickelodeon to air an alternate telecast of the Super Bowl 58 that gives the NFL a more family-friendly watching option by adding superimposed characters like SpongeBob SquarePants and animated slime-filled touchdowns. This year's Super Bowl will take place in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, home of the Raiders, on Sunday, February 11, 2024, at 6 p.m. ET. At that time, fans can tune into their local CBS stations or the Paramount Plus streaming app for the standard broadcast, or let their kids change the channel Nickelodeon, tricking them into enjoying some good gridiron. This is the first time Nickelodeon has brought its digital slime to the Super Bowl, and the first time the Super Bowl gets an alternate TV broadcast. CBSNews.com stated yesterday, major film studios and writers Guild of America negotiators will made Friday to discuss a grievance. This is the first talk since the WGA strike began May 2nd. Hopefully they will reach a deal and one of the crippling strikes can end so Hollywood can get back to you some kind of normalcy. Now, since I already talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mayhem last week because it opened yesterday, 
There's just one other new major released this week. Make to the Trench swims to theaters August 4th and stars the talents of Jason Statham, Cliff Curtis, Paige Kennedy, Skylar Samuels, and Sienna Gilroy. In August 2018, disgraced rescue driver Jonas Taylor and his team came face-to-face with a megalodon, a menacing prehistoric giant shark, while rescuing a team including his ex-wife on the floor of the Pacific Ocean. But the Megalodon is back for seconds. A few years after Jonas fought off the menace of Megalodon, he's called off to fight, he's called back to fight off even larger, hungrier apex predators than that one. Nothing is safe from this new Meg. Their voyage spirals into chaos when an evil mining operation threatens their mission and forces them into a high-stakes battle for survival, pitted against colossal Meg and relentless environmental pirates. Our heroes must outsmart, outrun, and outswim their merciless predators in a pulse-pounding race against time. According to IMDb.com, this film, which is set four years after the end of the first film's events, is said to have a higher kill count than the original. As I said earlier, in honor of the late Paul Rubens, I'm taking a look back at when he brought his iconic man-child Pee Wee Herman to the big screen for the first time with the adventure comedy Pee Wee's Big Adventure the only film Bob Badme and Bob Englin have worked on together. The August 9th, 1985 film was Tim Burns directorial debut and also stars Elizabeth Daly, Mark Holton, and Diane Salinger. When, sent, when Pee-wee gets his beloved red bike stolen in broad daylight, he sets out across country on the adventure of the lifetime to get it back. The producers of Ruben actually hired Byrne to direct when they were impressed with his work on the short films Frank and Weenie and Vincent. It made over $40 million and became a cult film. It spawned two sequels, 1988's Big Top Peewee, where Peewee is now a small-time farmer with a fiance, but when a traveling circus comes to town, he falls hard for the trapeze artist and the 2016 Netflix film Pee-wee's Big Holiday, where an encounter with a mysterious stranger inspires him to take his first holiday ever. Sadly, Pee-wee's Big Holiday was Ruben's last film role. Did you know that during, when she's telling her story, Large March never blinks once the entire time. Ruben stars in Tim Burns' 1992 film Batman and the 2014 Batman-related TV series Gotham. He plays different versions of the Penguin's father in each one. What's also neat is that Phil Hartman was the voice of the rodeo announcer and the Mr. T cereal he eats really existed. It wasn't something made up for the film. EW.com announced this 
morning. If you're a lover of the notebook, you've always known that it wasn't over. And it still isn't over. Because the beloved 2004 film, itself based on the 1996 Nicholas Sparks novel, is coming to Broadway as a musical in the spring. The Notebook is slated to open at the Gerald Schoenfeld Theater on March 14, 2024. The production features original music and lyrics from singer-songwriter Ingrid Mikkelsen and a book by playwright Becca Brunstetter, This Is Us. Michael Jereff, Rent Dierevan Hansen, is attached to direct alongside Shell Williams, Ada. The Notebook follows the love story of Noah and Allie, a poor boy and a rich girl who fall in love despite their class differences. The story moves between Noah and Allie in old age and their romance in the 1940s as they struggle to preserve their love amid the forces trying to pull them apart. The musical will begin previews Feb 6. It comes to Broadway after a successful engagement in Chicago last fall. Speaking of Broadway plays, TheHollywoodReporter.com stated August 2nd, Spamalot is returning to Broadway this fall in the first revival of the Tony Award-winning musical. The production, which is transferring to Broadway after a May run at the Kennedy Center, will play the St. James Theater starting Oct 31st, with an opening night scheduled for November 16th. The show originally ran on Broadway from 2005 to 2009 and won three Tony Awards including Best Musical. The musical, which is adapted from the 1975 film Monty Python, The Holy Grail, features a book and lyrics by Eric Idle, a member of the Monty Python comedy group, and music by John De Perez and Idle. The original Broadway production was directed by Mike Nichols and choreographed by Casey Nicholson. The release date and trailer for the late Tom Seesmore's final film has been released. The HollywoodReporter.com announced earlier today, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, the final film of Heat, Saving Private Ryan, and Natural Born Killer stars Tom Seesmore, who died in March, has been given a release date and trailer. Quiver Distribution is set to release the feature theatrically, digitally, and on demand set first. Directed by Gary Barth and written by Tom Malloy and David Josh Lawrence, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, the sequel to 2019's Trauma Therapy, sees Malloy return as Tobin Vance, a notorious self-help guru who's been exiled overseas. As the feds move in on his U.S. operation, Vance is building a new base in the remote outskirts of Kirkcaldy, Scotland. There, his stoic assistant, Elizabeth Hannah New, along with former student John David Josh Lawrence, recruit a hopeful new group of lost souls for an intensive retreat to solve their deep-seated problems. Seesmore appears in himself, the host of a Larry King-like TV talk show called The Tom Seesmore Show. Collider.com stated earlier today, one of the best classic horror movies of all time is The Bride of Frankenstein, the 1935 sequel to Universal's second major monster movie, Frankenstein, is the rare film that's much, that's better than its original. It's a gothic nightmare like no other. 
so much that many filmmakers and actors have been trying to remake the project for years. However, after many failed attempts, it looks like Mary Shelley's work is finally coming back to life. It's now being reported that Maggie and Hule will be directing a remake of The Bride of Frankenstein for Netflix, starring her Dark Knight co-star, Kristen Bale. This news comes from the horror masters at Fangora via World of Real and Production Weekly. Not much is known about the project at this time, but the film is set to enter production sometime next year. We don't know who Bale will play at this time either. Whether it be Dr. Frankenstein or the iconic monster themselves, both roles would present a unique challenge for the Oscar-winning actor. Bale has had no problem channeling his inner monster in the past, with roles like Batman and Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Now on DVD is the action-comedy superhero sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy Vol. 3. The final film in James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy series, starring Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gilligan, Will Poulter, Bradley Cooper, Palm Clementieff, Linda Cardinelli, Sylvester Stallone, and Nathan Fillon opened May 5th and made over $855 million worldwide. In the film, Peter Quill, still hurting from Gamora's loss, must rally his band of cosmic misfits to save the universe on a dangerous mission and to defend Rocket Raccoon from someone from his past. In the film, Drax refuses to share his Zarg nuts with Mantis. This is because she ate all of his without permission in the 2022 The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And before Will Poulter was cast as Adam Warlock, Reggie John Page, George McKay, and Ishmael Cruz Cordova were all considered for the part. Just announced today, is that Disney Pixar's dazzling film, Elemental, will be available on digital platforms starting August 15th and physical DVD platforms September 26th. The Sandman Season 2 debuts August 5th on Netflix. It stars Tom Sturridge, David Thewlis, Gwendolyn Christie, Julie Richardson, Jenna Coleman, Patton Oswalt, David S. Goyer, and Charles Dance and Stephen Fry. Based on Neil Gaiman's comic book series, this show centers on Morpheus, the anthropomorphic personification like dreams, of dreams, who goes by many names, like Sid, the Dream King, Onerios, the Shaper, Lord of the Dreaming, and, and Sandman. He is one of the seven endless family of supernatural beings. Destiny, Death, desire, destruction, also known as the progeto, delirium, who was formerly delight, despair. He is accidentally captured by a wizard in 1916 in a ritual meant to trap his older sister of death. After being held captive for 106 years, he breaks free and tries to find the lost equipment needed to restore or to his realm, The Dreaming. Netflix announced earlier in the week that Wes Anderson's film, The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar, comes to Netflix October 13th. 
And last, but certainly not least, the Streaming Titan announced the other day that six 2023 original films have been bumped to 2024 with no reasons given. Meant for August 25th, the heist thriller left with Kevin Hart will now open January 24, 2024. The romantic comedy, A Family Affair, with Zac Afron, Kathy Bates, Joey King, Nicole Kidman, and others meant for a November 17th bow will now bow sometime next year. Millie Bobby Brown and Angela Bassett's fantasy dancer has also been pushed out of its October 13th and set for an unspecified 2024 date. Also being pushed to next year without di- with no specific dates are players, Regina King's Shirley Chisholm biopic Shirley, and Adam Sandler Spaceman. That's all for today's, this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe, watch lots of DVDs, and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now.